It's February 22nd, 2021 in the Pat Price Tech Talk training room. I'm Larry Gassman, co-chair of Accessible World and Tech Talk. And tonight we're going to learn about technology from people who have been around technology seemingly for decades. And uh, they've started a new company. They'll talk more about that. They have a terrific product, which... uh, which we've been playing with a little bit as well, and it's fascinating. To learn more about that, let's welcome both Matt Campbell and Mike Calvo to Tech Talk. Howdy. Thanks. <laughs> decades, literally decades. It's been a long time. It's all Matt. I've only been here for a couple of years. Matt's the old guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And I can see he's touched up his photo. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us what you've been doing, and because most people probably know where you have been in the last few years, but tell us all about what's been happening in the new company. So, oh my goodness, where do we begin? Um, as uh, as the listeners may or may not know, um, Matt and I were both formerly parts of the team called Serotech, and Serotech was a company I founded back in 2001, and primarily our focus was on screen readers. And uh, well, not screener, but more consumer type products. And uh, we had a, a, a number of products and we changed direction and changed companies a while back. Um, Matt actually left Serotech and went to go work at uh, Microsoft for a couple of years. Then Matt and I were still kind of working behind the scenes, seeing what kind of evil, crazy things we could cook up in that lab of his in the basement. And uh, we decided uh, to do some things having to do with what we call augmented media remediation. And the, the short version is there is so much electronic media out there that needs to be remediated or made accessible that there's no way that humans could possibly do it uh, and provide it to us in a timely and accurate manner and costly by uh, cost effective, by the way. So that's kind of what we set out to do. And we uh, developed the, uh, platform called scribe and uh, the product we're probably most excited about tonight that we're talking about is a product called scribe for meetings and the name of the company is numa solutions wow what a ceo i am i didn't even mention the name sorry talk to us about what scribe is and and how it revolutionizes what we do and how we do it today because it's terrific you do it, Matt, because I've been talking all this time, so it's your turn, man. You do it. Okay, so um, <clears throat> Larry, uh, do you mean scribe for documents or scribe for meetings? I do scribe for meetings first because they'll be able to actually look at that while you're doing it if they're on the web. Yeah. Okay. So um, scribe. So the problem that scribe for meetings it aims to solve is, I'm sure. Many of you have been in online meetings where the presenter is displaying slides on the screen and you have no idea uh, what's up there on that screen. The presenter might have, you know, might get you the slide deck in advance. Uh, but even if, even if they do you know, that, um, the problem is you, you can't be uh, in sync with what the presenter is actually showing. So you don't know if they're on slide one or slide two or slide five, or um, there are slides where, you know, the, the contents of the slide are filled in gradually over several transitions. And uh, I, I have was in, in a training session once where I had to sit out of one of, I, I had to excuse myself from one of the exercises because I diligently read the slide in advance. And, and, uh, as it turns out, I found out some answers too early to some questions. So what scribe for meetings does is it, uh, it, sh- it, it basically shows you the slides in an accessible format at the same time as the presenter is showing them on screen. So we're gonna demo Scribe for Meetings here. And um, and so what I did uh, right before we started recording was I went to scribeformeetings.com and, uh, and I pasted in the Zoom invite link for this meeting tonight into the edit box on that page. 
And when I did that, it said, this meeting isn't yet registered with Scribe for Meetings. Click here if you're the host of the meeting. And Larry made me a co-host for tonight. So I registered the meeting with Scribe for Meetings and I uploaded my PowerPoint slide deck that I'm going to use for this demo. And, um, and then I am now sharing a PowerPoint slide deck through the Zoom screen sharing feature. And after I uploaded the PowerPoint slide deck, um, what Mike and other people who are attending the meeting did was they went to scribeformeetings.com, just like I did. They put in the invite link, uh, just like I did, copied and pasted it. And because the meeting was registered, Scribe for Meetings recognized it and sent in what we call the Scribe bot. And the Scribe bot connected to the Zoom meeting, and it is now watching the screen to see what's up on the screen, you know, what I'm sharing, and to match up that screen sharing content with one of the slides from the slide deck that I uploaded. And so now, Mike... And anyone else who has that web page up can check out the accessible version of the slide that I have up right now. And, and if you'd like to do that right now while the bot is watching, you're welcome to go to www.scribeformeetings.com and go ahead and paste in the URL and participate as Matt does the demo. Uh, just note if this is being recorded, and I would assume it is at some point, uh, this will not work during the recording. This is only during the live show. So sorry, you should have been here, but you're welcome yes. to try it yourself by going to scribeformeetings.com and getting a demo. Yes. And so now if, if uh, so I've got a slide up on the screen right now. And if somebody who, is, if somebody with uh, speech uh, running and, and with that web page up, could uh, could let us hear what uh, what's on that page. It says introduction to APCS, and then it says today's date and instructor name. There you Thank go. you. Now I'm going to move to another slide. Answering the following on paper. Answer the following on paper. Yes. So as you can as you can hear, um, scribe for meetings played a little sound effect to indicate that the slide changed and your screen reader should have automatically started reading the new slide. And so while, while he's doing that, by the way, one of the cool things that you can do here is you're not tied to your computer. You could just as easily have gone to scribeformeetings.com and pasted in the URL from your iPhone and right in the iPhone. Then you could use your iPhone, for example, to monitor the meeting um, and then you know, continue on your computer or vice versa. You could be on your computer and on your iPhone, you know, but the, the bottom line is you don't have to be on the same device. Um, you can use Scribe for Meetings on any accessible platform or any platform with a browser and accessibility. Yep. That's the nice thing about it being a web application. So now let me skip forward a few slides. So what does somebody see? Someone, someone. So I don't do it. So people don't think we got it right here. So they do. Okay. We will be prepared for a test. We're taking a computer science course. This is cool. Really yes. Nice. And by the way, this is a class. This slide deck is from a class that I helped teach last year. So. I got this from uh, my iPhone right now. So I turned on the, that it could read, you know, whatever's on the screen. So well, I don't if you, know. If yeah, if you if you if you um, Matt, if you go over to something with a graphic, one of the things that the platform that we really haven't mentioned too much, the cool thing about Scribe for Meetings is that the presenter doesn't need to know about accessibility at all. This uh, this is part of kind of our our belief, and we understand and respect all the work that's been done by folks who have insisted on media remediation, be that uh, described video, be that. Uh, you know, Braille, Braille trans, uh, transcription or, uh, and, you know, or tagging of PDF files, all of that. And what we're setting out to do as a company is to do all of these services, all the uh, through machine learning. 
And if you see on this page, for example, there are graphics and the labels for those graphics. So the alt tags for those graphics were generated by machine, by, by AI. They were not generated by a person writing them. Um, and that's an important thing because we're seeing a slide deck that has no previous preparation for accessibility. If the slide deck had it, then we would preserve it. If it didn't, then our, uh, dog, our augmented remediation would go ahead and do all of the things that need to be done, put in the lists, put in the headings, put in the, uh, the, the bullets in those lists, um, even, even go as far as marking up the HTML in different languages, as you'll see in a moment. Yes, but in this, yes. In, Let me show you our trilingual slide. This one is not from the CS class. This is uh, courtesy oh, come on, of don't one lie, of our Matt. Canadian friends. You know you friends. were doing French and German and all that stuff. Oops. Here we go. <clears throat> our, our trilingual slide was clear at the end of the deck. Now, for example, on the iPhone, you'll hear if you have it turned on or in JAWS, if you have multi-language support, you'll actually hear um, the screen reader speaking in its native language. So in Spanish would be, it wouldn't be hola, como estas type of thing. It would be, it would be hola, como estas, you know, type of thing. So that is um, cool. Resistance is futile. Prepare to be assimilated in French and English. That's awesome. Did it, did it come out in French um, for you and in, 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 in proper French, you know, French, French uh-huh. uh, pronunciation? Just, just switched to French. Yes. And, and the Spanish. And Spanish. And... Espanol. Yes. <laughs> yeah, la resistencia es inútil. Yep, in Spanish. There you go. So it's nice. not it's not like an English person trying to speak fan, uh, Spanish or French. It's the actual sound of the language done by somebody who knows how to speak it. That's funny. She just said inútil, and that's not inútil. the right word. It's futal, no, but inútil is okay. The Spanish version, the Spanish version was courtesy of Google Translate. Oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, so it was being okay. Oh, well, the, really I mean, the, cool. our, that was our, our, French our, being interpreted into Spanish. No, 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 well, no. What the the, oh. the the original content? The original the original slide was English and French. Mike wanted Spanish oh. as well, so I oh gotta okay, represent, got you know? it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but 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 uh, okay. No, no, uh, no. Hablo mucho español. So Matt, muy gringo. <laughs> es muy gringo, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Mike, that's but, awesome. And, so yeah. people but can the just. The real cool part is if you have a Braille display. Oh, it should switch it Braille translation tables. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it, and it, and the, the cool part. It's is like presenting the perfectly in. in, Braille, so. in yeah. It's presenting yes. perfectly in Braille, Myrna. Yes. Yes. I will say, yeah, and, the, and, and the biggest thing, the biggest thing around this is we, you know, accessibility is not a United States problem. Uh, the one thing that we all have in common is blind people, and this is why I'm, I'm, I, I say blindness is a culture, is whether you're dealing with a Japanese blind person, a South American blind person, a North American blind person, a Canadian blind person, whatever, we all deal with the same challenges at different levels. And the beauty of our platforms, the Scribe platform can handle a number of languages and a number of Braille translated languages um, and a number of text-to-speech languages. They're all up on the website. And Scribe is the basis of our technology. Um, the basis of it is that, that uh, what Scribe does is it converts any printable information, digital information, into Braille, large print, MP3, Audible Daisy, Audio Daisy. Um, oh, goodness, a, a bunch of different... Uh, yeah, EPUB tagged PDF, um, and it does it in a matter of seconds, and it does it up to about ninety six percent accuracy, and that includes multilingual. So, if we were to print a Braille in a, a PDF right now, if we were to take a, a PDF and 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 remediate it, not only would we come out with a ninety six percent accurate uh, tagged PDF. But we would also at the same time create Braille and eight different alternative formats for less than a dollar a page to the provider of the content, to the owner of the content. 
Um, we are working and, and uh, working on being able to do it at a flat rate. And that is going to be released when we do release it. So you'll be able to put it at a, at a website and anybody that goes to that website can just download that document in real time at no additional expense to the website owner, except for just the price of the monthly subscription. And that's huge because now, whether they have 10,000 documents or 1 million documents, they've instantaneously made them all at least 96% compliant with WCAG 2.1 standards. And what they're doing, what we're, what we're encouraging them to do is to provide a uh, a a way a, a way to remediation by a human when the few times that it's required. So, for example, we have problems with STEM, or we have problems with math, or you may just want that you know that that ninety nine point nine percent accurate document from wherever. Or but, yeah, maybe the image descriptions weren't quite right. Exactly. And, so and you want someone to <clears throat> to describe yeah to you want a human to describe exactly what the pictures are because the uh the this slide that we have up right now the automatically generated image description was something about a building i'm told that it's actually a a picture of the borg from star trek next generation so i mean it but the beauty of it is that this document has never seen the hand of accessibility with the exception of scribe and that means that we get 100% access to 100% of the information 100% of the time. You know, and, and I'm sorry, when I say 100% access, I don't mean 100% accessibility. It means we get it all right at the same time as everybody else does. And if we need to, you know, to tweak it, well, then there's always an opportunity. But if not, you're just that blind person that's sitting in the meeting going, oh, what's going on? What slide are you on? You know, and, and that nobody wants to do that especially in corporate environments. And, and that's where we're, we are targeting education, corporate. We've done some demos for some of the largest universities in the country. And we invite any international organization to contact us. We, we definitely want to not just be a United States solution. We have two hands. Would you like to take some questions first? Because yeah. I don't know what you got planned. No, but- no, no. We were planned. We're, we tell you, we, we're spontaneous, buddy. Good for you. I always like doing that. People it drives other people nuts, but I enjoy it. I enjoy. Well, I'm already nuts. So. <laughs> Ron, well, we already we 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 did our demo, and 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 Mike has kind of given the spiel about Scribe for Documents. Right. So yeah. we did the M M&M and M show. We're done. Yep. Yep. Okay. We got hands. So uh, Ron, maybe you can help us with this. Okay. Let's go oh, to Mitchell. Go to then. Mitchell. Hello, Mitchell. Howdy. This is a. Great idea. Have you guys considered trying to show this at the ACB summer convention? Because I think this would be a good topic for that convention. Well, actually, actually, it's a great it's a great question. Um, what we are doing, you know, how, how this COVID thing has made everything virtual, uh, which is exactly one of the motivations why we did the product. But um, we are absolutely free to any organization that serves the visually impaired community, which includes ACB, NFB. AFB, any any three-letter organization that you want that serves. And AT companies. Yep, and AT companies as well. So go out to Humanware, go out to all of them and say to, to Vispero and say, hey, uh, these guys are giving this service away and I want to know what you guys are flashing up on the screen. So start using it. And it's free. And it will always be free to them. For webinars. For webinars. Okay, let's go to uh, Nikki next. Nikki, how you doing? I'm mute. Hi there. Um, I, I was wondering, would this work on another type of Zoom program? Because I volunteer for a program that goes on the phone, and they've done their own. It's called Agora. And the other yesterday, I believe it was, there was a, a program, and the woman could not get her stuff up on the screen. So would this work for that, even though it was made specifically for this organization and it's not considered Zoom, but it works pretty much the same way? Un- unfortunately, no, um, okay. not yet. We, we will be working with the, the top platforms like Teams coming later this year uh, and a couple of others, Google Meet and, and, and a few, you know, those types of things. But I've never heard of, wow, Agora? I don't know. If no, it like- was. 
<laughs> no, it's it's done for this particular organization, and they've been using it for a year. It's no, a no, I'm saying the name, the name, the name of the product. It's like wow. I, I know. I think that's a bad name. That's yeah, why we get so much bad trouble with it. <laughs> so just because a program for much. blind people calling it Blindy. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just because a a, uh, a product has the ability to screen share doesn't necessarily mean that your product would work on that platform, right? No. Um, right. The, okay. Basic, basically, the, the scribe bot that came into the uh, into the meeting is a an, an AI agent basically that's looking at the screen and saying, "Hmm, okay, I know the Zoom screen, and I know that this part of the Zoom screen looks like this, and this part of the Zoom screen compares to that 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 slideshow that they uploaded, and oh, they're on slide one, so let me show the people that are watching the slideshow slide one. Oh, they just moved to slide three." But it's it's literally looking at the screen. It is not uh, it's not using any APIs or anything like that. So that's why we're 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 basically tied to as we train the model on different platforms. It kind of learns. It's very cool, but it is it is uh, restricted for now. Thank you very much. Great question. You're welcome very much, Nikki. Okay, uh, looks like Travis is next. Hello there. How are we doing? Hey, we're doing good. How you doing? Good. Just want to let you know, I am totally new to this, and I've also been joining the ACB community calls as of last week, basically. Welcome. Welcome to the community, man. Thank you. I'm currently, I live in Templeton, California, and I worked at Home Depot. Oh, wow. Yep. You guys have been locked in for a good minute. Yep. California is a great... California is a huh? great example. California is a great example of accessibility because you guys had to, your state had to take about 2.5 million documents offline because they weren't accessible. Yep. And That's right. right before, yeah. right before, right before the, the pandemic hit, we were supposed to go and speak to the folks at California. Not that we, we haven't been able to touch base with them afterward, but to uh, possibly remediate all those documents for them. Scribe uses cloud technology so we could probably go through those 2.5 million documents in a matter of weeks instead of it would take them right now at the current rate that they use just to do the 13,000 documents it would take them 400 years and 4 billion dollars to uh, mm-hmm. to bring all those documents online and since you mentioned Home Depot we would love to get scribe for documents embedded on the Home Depot website so we can make all those manuals accessible Absolutely. Sure, because everybody right. uses those yeah, cause manuals. Because let's say you have a home improvement question or a question about a product or something. That's the thing. That's exactly it. We're the home. Oh. Well, now one, one, now one of the things that we're one of the things that we are doing, and it should be coming out later this year, um, the is a a uh, an extension for mm-hmm. Chrome that was written yeah. by my son David Calvo. Yeah. And, okay. uh, and, and it's a, it's a, uh, it's a basically, a uh, an extension that when you encounter a PDF on the web, you just click on it and the, uh, and it converts it on the fly for you. Now that will be a paid service, but it's, uh, it's still a, a small price to pay for instant accessibility to anything on the web. Um, so before we go too far afield, Travis, did you have a question? Well, actually, I did want to mention something. Um, once a month on the final Monday of the month, um, I've been, you know, getting involved. I've been involved with a local blind group uh, that I'm involved in that we meet once a month. Um, we do tech talk and certain other topics. Um, of course, we've been meeting over Zoom. And I feel that maybe you guys should present to our local blind group that we have in San Luis Obispo County in, in one of those months. Okay. About feel, feel, this, feel free to reach out to us offline because we, 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 we want we're, we're doing this show right now but but sure I mean it, it would be perfectly fine just uh, go to the website we'll be giving the information out before the end of the program and you're welcome to uh, to send us an invite and if we if it meets our scheduling and it usually does we'll be happy to show up for you and I would have to like um, talk to one of my leaders because if we do something we probably wouldn't be able to do anything until April or something. No worries. You 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 do what you got to do. We'll give you the information before the end of the show. 
Travis, thank you very yes, much. Nice. Good stuff. And I hope that you guys have a chance to connect. And welcome to the community again. Well, thank you. Okay, okay. let's do Steve yes. Bauer. This is the Steve Bauer from California, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I've already made that mistake once. I know, I remember. I I made that mistake, too. Yeah, we made that mistake. So you don't like jazz. You you, you guys are in good company. Actually, I do like jazz, but uh, that's a whole other story. Um, The slide says to be assimilated in French press, too. Is that something you wrote, or is that some indication that I can, you know, do something to get the French translation? That's a coffee maker. Yeah, it was a joke. Yeah. It it was a joke. It was a joke, but you have no idea how many people in these demos go, well, if I press two, will I talk in French? I, okay, I, I guess I fell into that trap, so yeah, that's okay. we're, we're even okay. one for one. We, I'm not we want to keep you awake, that, man. that number two does nothing. So we're, we're, <laughs> we're trying to keep you awake, buddy. Funny, funny stuff. It was a joke, courtesy of our Canadian distributor. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's go to Deborah then. First of all... Um, by way of some kind of disclosure, I've already had a demo with these lovely people. And, um, there He's talking about two... Matt. He's calling Matt lovely. <laughs> there will be two articles um, in Access World in the next week or two about Campbell, Calvo, Numa, so- Solutions, etc. But, okay, I fell into the press two trap, too. I saw that and I pressed two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want gotcha. French. I, I think we French. need a new multilingual demo. Yeah, <laughs> no, we do. <laughs> but um, you see the first one, like, chew, chew. I just, I actually, I want, I want to say a couple of things. I, I came basically just in case. You know, you always worry. Did I miss something? Did I miss something? There's something else that I should have added because the articles are long gone out of my hands. But um, uh. It is so much more fun doing the, my demo was a one-on-one and it's so much more fun looking at the, these slides, knowing that I'm with a group and I can't quite explain that, but it, it just has such a, a, a real feeling to it and um, how I'm doing it, which might be useful for you to, you know, mention to other people or try in other demos. I called in to the Zoom meeting via the phone app because I thought I was going to, you know, do my laundry and get some dinner while listening, but unfortunately I'm too riveted to do any of the above. So I'm I'm participating via the iPhone app, but I went to scribe for meetings on the computer and uh, and using the Braille display. And it's just so nice because the the bulleted lists appear bulleted and um, but I thought that you had told me that once loaded, there was a bit of forward, backward slide navigation. Not yet. That possible. is DV- DVR okay. mode, what we call DVR mode. And that's okay. going to okay. allow you, we're still in beta. Um, and by the time we come out of beta in April, uh, at the end of March, beginning of April, we should have DVR mode. Uh, but it is okay. coming, and, and and it's probably going to stick with DVR mode. And what it'll do is it'll allow you folks to pause the presentation. So if Matt, if you were really riveted by this particular uh, particular <laughs> slide right here, uh, and you wanted to keep pressing two to see if it worked, you would pause the slides, and Matt would continue on. And like then, this. yeah, and then when you, and then when okay. you, well, yeah, but see, you're changing everybody now. It's but, so fun because the Braille just starts dancing yeah. down. The but see, but page. but then then you would unpause it and you'd be able to scroll. It would bring you right to where Matt was, and then you'd be able to go backwards from where Matt was is to where you were, and you could see all the slides you missed. So kind of like okay. DVR. Um, one of the things that we are going to be adding to the platform as well is at the presenter's discretion, we will allow you to push a button on your on your uh, window here and either save a local copy of the slideshow in HTML or to go ahead and save it in in an accessible format, Braille, large print, MP3, all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's some, you know, we've got some, some features up our sleeve that have not been released, but right now the beta is keeping us pretty busy um, because we we're getting a lot of usage and we're finding a lot of little 
corner cases. So we, I just want everybody to know we are in beta. We are totally free. So if it, if, if it doesn't work for you, I want you to do two things after you, after you curse our name, um, uh, we didn't sell you vaporware. Uh, we didn't even give you vaporware, but what we do need you to do is to detail what you did um, and how we respond, how the software or how the technology responded and send it to us in an email or send it to us in a, there's a customer, a customer form, a, a contact form Feedback right up on the website. Form. Yeah. And, and we, we are following through on those um, and we're just getting to those problems as quickly as they come. So if let's say you tried something yesterday and it didn't work, uh, even if you didn't report it, somebody might have, that doesn't mean that doesn't let you out. I'm just saying that if maybe you didn't uh, get around to it yet, but somebody might have, and we might've fixed it already. So generally Matt is really great about bug stomping and getting rid of them. Um, so, uh, and I'm good at making excuses for them. So, you know, we're a great team that way. I, I delay people and he fixes the bugs. You see, it's, it's a plan. Okay, it looks like DJ got herself unmuted. So let's see what she. Are you com and Apple competing? Do you see that happening? Because what I'm starting to see is that Apple is trying to take upon itself the problems that with with uh, accessibility in their own range and then letting it be and and uh going on from there well so uh, with your screen recognition and such well I, I think that i think and i'm sorry I, 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 I think that uh you know every company needs to do some i mean all the companies out there have an accessibility initiative apple amazon google uh microsoft of course and what we do at NUMA is we don't necessarily invent stuff. We string, I mean, these companies have billions of dollars, much more than any of us AT companies have ever had. And they are going out and solving the problems of machine learning, the problems of screen recognition, for example. And then we as companies take these same tools and make really cool products out of them, kind of like you know, bakers with, with different baking, you know, with different ingredients. So, mm -hmm. the, so we, we are certainly not in any competition with them. We, we are, we've been uh, proud. We were actually the first blindness product on, uh, on the iPhone back uh, in Serotech days with iBlink radio. Yeah. And, Serotech. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And we've been, well, thank you. And we've been, we've been very excited about working with these companies. So no, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. And, and I think it's great that Apple wants to spread the love to other platforms. I mean, there's so much work that needs to be done. There's not one company that could do it all. Also, if I could give a, a slightly more technical answer and more. <laughs> <clears throat> so um, Apple screen recognition is, is, is awesome. Um, but uh, scribe for meetings is working on, on a different level. Um, by having access to the original PowerPoint slide deck from the meeting host, we are able to do things that Apple screen recognition uh, can't do, or at least can't do yet. Yeah. And, yeah. and of course, Apple screen recognition is only on Apple devices. That doesn't help you if you want to attend your meeting and, and read your slides on a PC or a Chromebook or an Android device, I suppose. Sure. So we do our stuff on the cloud. So basically you can, you can be, you know, we're ubiquitous on all platforms and, and, and it doesn't matter how you access, as long as you have a web browser with accessibility, we're doing all the heavy lifting on the, on the server side. Yes. And, and, oh, and okay. we're able to give you more, more uh, detailed and accurate information then Apple's screen recognition is likely to be able to do for a while yet. Yeah, I hear you. I got gotcha. you. Cool. Okay, thank you. Okay, looks like uh, Zachary is next. Hey, Zach. um, anyway, I mean, this is great. Um, one of my friends actually got me to come to this meeting, um, and I've been I've used your products for quite a while. I mean, system access was like 
kind of my screen reader of choice on Windows for like the longest time. Um, I'm an I'm an Apple user now exclusively, but I mean your products have always been really great. So I just wanted to thank you guys. Dumped us for the fruit, for man. <laughs> Heartbroken, taken over by a fruit, man. Oh, remember, remember, Sarah is available on Apple platforms. <laughs> That's, That's true. Yeah, I I did use it for a, a little bit. I no longer do, but I might check it out Come again. Come back, Zach. Come back. <laughs> Come back. Um, so, do you have a question? Uh, yeah. So, kind of just a comment, really, more um, kind sure. of suggestion, I guess. But have you guys thought about maybe potentially partnering with like Bookshare potentially to help with some of their like textbook accessibility? Because I know they're doing a lot of really good things, but um, some of their textbooks, I, I don't know how many, I'm not a very heavy bookshare user, but I know some of them certainly don't have image descriptions yet. And also the formatting could be a little bit better in terms of navigation. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, they already, I know they already offer a lot of options for doing conversion, but have you thought about maybe reaching out to them to see if they would switch over to your platform to maybe get a potentially more accurate result? We- we certainly, there, that's a good question, and, and it's it's one that I think about because, for example, Bookshare may have books that are, you know, that have been scanned for the last 12 years, that were scanned 12 years ago, and those folks, whoever scanned them 12 years ago, my goodness, God bless them, they took each page and put it on a scanner and all that stuff, and um, now we get, they get a lot of books electronically. Um, I'm sure that there's people still scanning books, but but probably a lot less, they have a workflow. And um, I guess the short answer is we, we've, I mean, Jim Fruchterman knows very well what we're doing. Um, but, uh, but, you know, whether we, whether we can fit into their workflow or not, that's the choice. And, you know, it, it's a lot to ask a company that, or an organization as established as Bookshare, hey, insert us into your workflow and just drop everything you've been doing for the last umpteen years. Um, so, I mean, we would be honored to do something like that, but the chances are that they are probably, you know, they're, they're kind of in a different market than we are in a different, in a different place. We, we deal more with B2B type things where, you know, we feel that every document needs to be remediated, but you know, and, they're and doing a we're, lot of- we're really big on what you might call the long tail of documents Things like, well, as, as I mentioned earlier, um, a manual for some random appliance from Home Depot or, or a, a filing from your local court if, mm, yeah. if you have to you know, do something that requires access to one of those. More on, a lot of on-demand, and we can do whole library conversion like I was telling uh, Steve from California, um, and we, we can certainly do that. But I think that they've got it. I think they got it together over at Bookshare. And, and um, you know, I, I don't believe we'll be getting a call from them anytime soon, but I would be honored if they did. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Just figured I would ask because, you no, know, appreciate it, man. Good suggestion. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Next is Myrna. I was going to say, I was, I was worried. I thought we, I thought we ticked her off and she's like, screw these people. Technology terrible. No, Mike, where I see this really for when I, I got so excited because I have a braille display up and I was watching it um, with, with the new brilliant. And I'm thinking. Elitist. No, the deafblind <laughs> community. Um, because somebody who is, you know, somebody's deafblind, they're going to a meeting. They're really out of it when the slide, you know, slides come. But with Absolutely. this. Oh my God. I mean, you guys maybe, you know, reach out to Helen Keller or whoever, because um, this would be fantastic. Well, no, no, I, I will say, and, 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 and Myrna's a good friend. So I'm busting her chops a little bit uh, because she is such a good friend for many years. Um, Myrna, Myrna, Myrna was in this industry way before I was, and has been an absolute blessing uh, to me as an individual to Serotech, her, her and Pat, Hosted me on their couch a couple of times. <laughs> and she was day. an alpha tester uh, for Freedom Box 2.0 back he, he in the day. Even, he even ate my cooking and survived. I got oh, my God. It was delicious. So so the, the, I say, you say, why don't you guys reach out? Well, I throw that back at you, honey. Why don't you reach out to okay. Helen Keller and tell them, hey, there's this great technology. People, I don't this have any, because I don't have any contact. If I had contact, neither do I. I would, but, yeah. Neither do but I. We no, do. We do. Yeah, this is, Absolutely. But that's the beauty of this. Yeah. 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 
like like anything in our community, folks, really, this is all about us advocating for ourselves. Yeah. And one of the things that we have on the website, which is numasolutions.com. And because we're dealing with blind people, we just wanted to mess with you and put a P at the beginning of Numa. So it's P N E U M A solutions.com. Yeah. And, uh, and what's up there is called the SAC. And it's not SAC, S A C K, but it's SAC, S A K, which stands for Self Advocacy Kit. Yeah. And what it is, is it's a collection of letters that you can use. And we have different scenarios send it to your you know, pastor at church for, for worship services, to your teachers at school, to your HR department, to your supervisor, to the school board. And they're just letters that explain the technology that you can modify and send. I mean, the cost of the technology is really economical. We're talking for a whole university, for every blind person in that university, every student uh, and every teacher, $2,500 a year for unlimited usage. I, I would submit that a university or a small college can afford that. Even schools can afford that or companies definitely can. So, and we're going to be coming out with individual packages where, uh, for example, uh, Myrna, if you're going to be teaching and uh, you have a couple of students, you're going to be able to, you know, have your own uh, scribe for meetings account and and be able to present and it'll be economically priced nowhere near $2,500 a year. Um, actually, it'll be about $25 a month um, for the individual. And uh, it'll, and you'll be able to do meetings just like this. So we're, we're really putting the advocacy in the hands of the consumer. So I'm, I'm saying all that to come back around to, please, if there's somewhere we are reaching out, but nothing comes better than a consumer testimony, than somebody who saw it and said, man, I saw this and it is amazing. And you got to really get involved with this. And we would really appreciate it if you talked to folks about us. Okay. But did you like it? Did you, yeah, did, did you, did you, nice. did you get to check I out the formatting on the Braille? Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. The, yeah. And the, oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. Definitely. the HTML yeah. and stuff. Cool. Cool. Now, if only if only we could figure out a way to vibrate the Braille display as a, as a substitute for playing the sound effect. Yeah, that's a good point. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, Matt. Do <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I looked at it and I, that was the first thought I had because I'm thinking, you know, oh, it's cool for me to look at the Braille. But here with, the, you know, with deafblind community college students or, even, you know, people who are, who are working and need, need to have access to that, um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, during meetings and, and um, or oh, webinars. The, the other thing is like, you know, people going into now, um, you know, the, they're in the classroom, the professor's up there and they're doing PowerPoint presentations. And so, you know, especially deafblind, who, how do they get access? And I'm thinking this would be fantastic. Well, this is where, this is where Myrna, as you, you've been around for a while in this industry and you know how much work has gone into so many different initiatives. And this is where we're having a, a big problem with, with the zealots of the world saying, well, these college professors, they need to know accessibility. And our argument is no, they don't. If, if, if my access in class depends on my professor knowing accessibility or not, geez, that, that, that's just something that nobody has to deal with. Why should I? And, you know, and so, which is why we're creating tools that yeah. are, you know, automatic that, that, that do this, uh, this augmented document remediation by themselves without the professor ever having to know that they are, you know, about what, a, what a, you know, what a tag PDF is or whatever. All they need to know is that they need it. Here's a place to put it yeah. and it creates it and put it up there. No, you're right. Because they, you know, I mean, how can they know? And if they know, or if they think they know and they get it wrong, so you're better off doing it this way and get it right. I, th I think that's where. Yeah, because I mean, the, like the, the professor is specializing. <laughs> the professor is all is, is a specialist in whatever it is they're teaching. We can't expect them to be a specialist in accessibility, too. Well, we shouldn't. We definitely shouldn't. Right. Not, not if there's an alternative solution. And, yeah. and obviously up to, you know, when Scribe was released and, and the and we've gotten we we got our butts handed to us by the by the uh, by Corona, as many people have from a business standpoint where we had to pivot to a different direction. But but the Scribe platform for document document remediation is alive and well. And uh, and we are continuing to market that 
uh, to organizations that do provide, uh, you know, that do need to do augmented document remediation into different formats. So again, if you know of anybody, small colleges, whatever, anybody can, anybody can use our services. We invite you to numasolutions.com, P-N-E-U-M-A solutions.com. So you can read about all our different products. Myrna, we're going to take, well, we'll take other questions if we can, but we have one more who has not asked a question yet. And so, uh, Ron, if you'd like, I'd like to go to Douglas Howard, uh, whose hand is up and has not asked a question. Hey, Douglas. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Yourself? I'm not too bad. Um, It's more of a comment I wanted to make to uh, what you said there about with professors and that. Um, I noticed one thing with our accessibility department at the college I attended. I'll leave their name out. But um, I was talking to them on a presentation about different softwares and different accessibility and they it, and they were they have some of them, but they were like other ones, you know, just because this one works for somebody else, not uh, not one shoe size fits all. What is true, but shouldn't be shouldn't there be that option of a program or piece that would help somebody, whether there's one visually impaired person or ten or twenty million? You know, I, I was just making a statement. Well, we de- I agree with that. And the, the beauty of, so, I mean, let's, let's break that down for a second. I think you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, and, the, and the biggest frustration, I think, to anyone who is learning about accessibility is that there is not one tool that covers them all. There's not one silver bullet. The beauty of things like Scribe, where we have, um, we have a workflow that we can literally plug any number of technologies into. And then by analyzing the source material, we say, okay, we feel based on our experience, based on what our model understands, that this tool, this tool, and this tool would best do the job for that, for this kind of thing. So we literally do the same thinking that the AT expert would do. But you know what? We don't rest. We don't sleep. We don't retire. We don't die. We don't get tired. Or at least the machine, our machine. (laughs) Yeah, our machines. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I'll never die. They're <laughs> going to upload my brain to the cloud when I'm done. <laughs> but uh, no, no. We, 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 we're still trying to figure out how to clone me. <laughs> that This is true. And we haven't just figured don't it out have yet. a drink of Corona. Some people think it's a cause of. Oh, goodness. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you're, you're absolutely right. And to me, I think that I think that making or forcing a professor to have to learn accessibility which is an inch deep and a mile wide and and is constantly evolving i mean we're already they're already talking about wcag 3.0 for heaven's sakes and it's not even out there yet so most of these organizations or most of these schools tell the professor hey uh you got a new requirement for these blind people you got to be you got to learn accessibility in your copious amounts of spare time and and you got to be real nice to the blind person that we're doing this for so, I mean, it, it just, it, it, to me, it creates, it, I mean, look, if I need, as a blind person, if I need help, I'm the first person saying, help me, please. But yeah. I am really tired of being that guy in this particular situation where if help is not available, I don't get access. So if someone doesn't know accessibility, if someone's grandma wasn't blind, if some, you know, then we don't get access to this information because accessibility is not at the heart of their organization. And organizations, uh, companies are about making money. They're not about, you know, and if they do something, it's to extend their bottom line. And accessibility in its current state does not enhance anyone's bottom line. It hurts it at $17 a page. Can you imagine if Home Depot had to remediate every single file on their website, every single every single document, um, every single user manual? And if they did, you know, would they be accurate? If they if they did, how long would it take them? How much would it cost? And you know, and in the meantime, <clears throat> yeah how how long is it going to take until you can read the manual for your microwave? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and exactly. And the sad thing is that that the only 
path to true 100% accessibility that way is through litigation. And why? You know, there, there doesn't need to be that way. You know, if we can provide a 96% solution with a path to full human remediation when necessary, that's paid for by the content owner. I, I, as a blind person, I'm good with that. Is anybody here opposed to that? And as far as, as meetings and, and, and PowerPoint presentations go, I mean, why should a, why should a, I'm, I'm just going to pick a random discipline here. No, no offense to anyone, uh, an anthropology professor who, who is just trying to figure out how to use PowerPoint. I mean, maybe, maybe they're having enough trouble just figuring out how to use PowerPoint to effectively communicate their material to sighted people. Now they got to put bulleted lists in it and they got to, and, 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 and don't, don't do your slide animations a certain way, or you might give something away too quickly to the blind person using a screen reader. Yeah, exactly. Yes, very true. And, and that's something that we handle very well now our transitions and, and that kind of thing. So again, we, we provide that accessibility and do not require or demand that the, um, I mean, look folks, our, our zeal for accessibility, and, and I'm certainly not denying California's negligence, but California combi- California's negligence combined with our zeal complying, com- com- combined with the Department of Justice need to make examples took 2.5 million documents offline for everyone, sighted and blind. And that huh. helps no one including information about fires, fire historical data last year, one of the largest years for California fires, that information was not there for any researcher. And we did that. We, me, we did that. Our zeal did that. And I'm not going to carry that, man. I'm just not, not knowing that there's a solution. So that's, 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 that's kind of how I feel about it. I, I'm sorry if someone doesn't agree with me. I, I don't know if people do or not. But that's really how I feel, and 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 I think it's time we we allowed the computers to do their thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Could I change the channel with another question? Yeah, I think course. probably this sure. one, this one will be the last one, and then we'll wrap okay. up. So go this, ahead. This is it. I I don't know why this didn't occur to me sooner, but um, there are a lot of applications that maybe no one is thinking about yet, where Scribe for Meetings could be so pragmatic and and wonderful. I'm thinking there are lots of online courses, individual private commercial companies that offer courses in how to do things um, or self-improvement or whatever. I'm, you know, I know that I have looked at some that are for writers, you know, copywriting exercises and I never go there because I know that if it's an if it's an online this is way before COVID thinking about this if it's an online learning experience I'm going to inevitably be left in the dust so here are all these private companies doing offering valuable courses that lots of blind people might participate in if they could but they're not going to pay $2,500 because one blind person might sign up for the course that's costing $1,000. Sure. Um, so I'm throwing that out to you with the question, have you thought about, and, and yes, you know, I understand. I know you have the, the self-advocacy kit, but one person, if I wanted to take, and I, I can't remember, it's a big company that, that does this copywriting thing, but there are lots of companies like this. So well, you've got the great courses. You've if, got a bunch of, yeah. If, if I wrote to them, they're mm-hmm. not going to spend $2,500 on the off chance that I might become a member. And I'm just one person. I mean, it, it, it makes much more sense. I get it. You know, universities are a perfect place to begin because so many people can be served. But have you thought about that as a, a component um, of your of your pricing of some way to do that to make that and it, it'd be also it'd be a great marketing tool in the end because somebody who is able to participate 
and some kind of online learning or support or something else because the screens are made available through Scribe for Meetings is going to wind up being your advocate. So one of the things that we've we've talked about, and obviously there's only one mat, we're working on the cloning, and there's only 24 <laughs> hours in a day and seven days in a week, and 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 we've tried to time shift him to see if we could get more days out of him. But we have discussed the possibility of ultimately we're we're gonna train we're gonna train the bot to look at, for example, let's say an online presentation. Forget the platform, could be YouTube, could be Vimeo, could be whatever. And then if the content provider has that video and if they have the slides, then we can go ahead and combine them into a single presentation and then allow, and, and I'm not going to get into the, technic, the technicalities of it, but we'll allow a blind person to see that presentation in real time, just like we see the, the presentations today. Um, but but for, for, for stuff that's already been done. And, you know, the biggest challenge we have as blind folks, yes, it's going forward. You know, I mean, the past, present, and future. We have problems. There's so much legacy stuff out there that we should have access to that we can't. There's present stuff that's being every day, inaccessible content is being put out on this web that we need to create tools that make this stuff immediately accessible. And the stuff for tomorrow, we need to make it, like you said, we need to make it more economical. And the way that we do that is by making better models. And you know what? Computers don't get paid 30 bucks an hour. You know, so the more we can teach the computer to do this stuff, I mean, our goal is to create a ubiquitous system that's free. You know, imagine that. I mean, that's just a something that is licensed by, there, there's big companies out there that can come along. And once we define the technology right or whatever, they can come along and license us and pay Matt and me enough to, retire or stay as uh, you know executives or whatever but i mean it doesn't the, the the game doesn't stop here we early on we had an at industry that you know created screen readers and all these different things and now look at us you know google microsoft uh, amazon uh apple all of them have their own screen readers by god samsung even yeah samsung i mean all of them um, so it's, it's, you know, we're, we're getting there, we're, we're moving out there and, and I, I, your, your statements resonate with me. I mean, they definitely, they definitely have merit and, and it's, it's something that we will be doing augmented media remediation is what we do. And that is media that needs remediating. Another thing that we're, that we're looking at as an option is if, if you as an individual, um, want to attend a uh, a meeting that has that has on screen slides and and if 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 the organization that's hosting the meeting isn't a paying customer of scribe for meetings well then we're we're looking at putting out a a a a pricing package where you as the individual could pay oh something like $10 for that one for for one meeting or or $25 a month and and yeah, you could pay you as the attendee could pay uh, to yeah, to have have access to the meetings that you want to attend. And I think that that is a component you should add immediately and solidly and promote it because there's going to much more often and you could charge more than ten dollars, but there's much more often going to be the one blind person who needs that one meeting or that one series of meetings and who wouldn't pay. We all pay for access willingly every day. That's why we have iPhones and computers and screen readers and color identifiers. So 10 bucks is great because it's, it's a, if if you only attend one meeting, 10 bucks is all you should pay. We, we have $25 and then you can do a million meetings a month if you want to, you know what I'm saying? And, and the, the way it's going to work is that, for example, if you are attending a meeting, you will um, you can send into the meeting. You can send the scribe bot. Into this isn't here yet. This is it's coming. not. No, but it'll 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 the scribe bot will go into the meeting and talk mm-hmm. to the presenter and say, "Hey, I'm an accessibility solution that one of your attendees wants to use. Click here to upload your slide deck, and within a few minutes, it'll be accessible to the attendee." Without the without the presenter knowing anything about accessibility, all they need to do is say yes to the bot, and that's it. 
Matt and Mike, we're going to wrap up. We thank you for a fascinating hour. Thank you for and, having us. Hey, you're welcome. It's been great. Why don't we give you a chance to give your contact information one more time? Sure. Um, my email address, direct email address is mike.calvo, C-A-L-V-O, at numasolutions.com. Numa is spelled E-N-E-U-M-A, solutions.com. Uh, my direct email address is matt, M-A-T-T, dot Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L, at numasolutions.com. Excellent. Thank you both. It's been a terrific hour. Thank you very much. Next week, Michael and Sonia will be with us from iBug. Most of you are familiar with iBug, uh, whether you go to their platform for classes or maybe just to watch the movie. And they'll be here to talk all about that next week. So thank you so much for being with us. It's been terrific, a very fast-moving hour. And join us next week for Tech Talk.